Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. If you'll turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10 this morning, starting a new chapter today as we make our way through the gospel of Luke. Verse 5, he says, But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house of a son of peace is there. Your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. And so hospitality in that culture was was very high, and it's very similar to what it is today. And if someone was traveling, a stranger in a foreign place, when it came to the land of Israel specifically, they would readily bring them in. They'd readily take care of them, feed them, whatever they needed to do. It's in the law, actually. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 34, it says this, The stranger who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. In America, we're told, don't pick up hitchhikers. We're told, don't talk to strangers, lock your doors, keep, keep a big dog. And then we do. People come to America, and this is, this is a real thing. When people from foreign places, especially the Middle East or South America, they come to America, when they get on the plane, they have to ask them, you have money, right? Because they literally think that, well, I'm just gonna, I'll just drop off in America and I'll find somebody who will take me in. Because in their culture, that happens. People just take people in. You could go down to Mexico and you, sh- you could meet somebody in the market and say, oh, I have nowhere to stay. And they'll always say, oh, come home and stay with us because they're just hospitable like that. That's just the way their culture is. In our culture, it's not that way. And, you know, and there's good and bad to both, I suppose. But it wouldn't be hard for them to find a place to stay. And even an enemy would take them in. That's the funny thing. You know, I, I remember reading this book, one of Tom Doyle's books, and this guy was texting him saying he's going to cut his head off and stuff. And so he decided to go to his house. Once he's at his house, he has to be hospitable. And so he comes to his house. He's like, oh, it's so good to see you, you know, and brings him in and serves him tea and, you know, everything's great until you leave and then I'll kill you. Once you're off my property, then I can kill you. But but that's just the way that it is. So he says, say to them shalom or peace. If they return the shalom, you will know that there's someone there who's a believer. Kind of, kind of that idea. Or maybe they're just just saying, say, say peace to this house. And, and he says, you'll know if it's a house of peace. If they're hostile to your message or they're, they're receiving of your message. You know, in, in different countries, they have different greetings that they expect to give to people. In Saudi Arabia or somewhere like that, Pakistan or Iran or something like that, they would say, which means it's a Muslim greeting, means peace to you. And then, then you're supposed to say, if you're a Muslim, which is, uh, I'm not very good at it. But, but if you're a Christian, you probably would just say salam, which just means peace. And then they would immediately know that you're not a Muslim. If you're of their descent, then they'll really hate you. If, if you're, you know, like me, white, they would just, you know, expect that, but they wouldn't like you anyway, because you're not a Muslim. 
And so there's, there's a separation there in those greetings. In India, they say namaste, which means I bow to you. But what it means is I bow to God who is in you. And no Christian in India will say that because they don't believe in pantheism. And so Christians are very careful to say namaskar, which is I, I bow in respect, which is also acceptable. But, you know, when, when, they, when we come on the mission trip, they say, don't say namaste. That, you don't understand what that means. You're kind of giving into their satanic cult beliefs or whatever. And so, you know, Jesus says, if the peace is returned, and then depart from the house, and, and that peace will go with you. It's not going to stay. There's something about that when you come into someone's home to declare peace over that home. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, and, and you see that throughout the scriptures and it's, it's, there's something spiritual about that where you're bringing God's peace or declaring God's peace over a home. We had a really bizarre encounter. I'm not going to get into it, but there was a guy who came into a Bible study one time. So bizarre. I believe he was an angel. He was kind of a hickish cowboy, string bean tall guy with a, with, you know, kind of a, just a cowboy slang, you know, and the way he talked and everything. And, he, he, you know, there was some weird things that he did and things that he said that just kind of tipped me off. This guy might not be normal. He's kind of in that middle weird zone where it's like, okay, this guy's not quite human, you know, and just the things he'd say and do. But then what, what kind of solidified it for me is as we were leaving, we we're going to get him a hotel room. And as, as he was leaving, he turned around on the threshold and he proclaimed the most eloquent and beautiful blessing over our home that I've ever heard. It was so out of character for this guy. It was just like, what in the world just happened? You know, but that, I think that there's something to that. And so he says, and the food, receive, you know, provision and food and, and whatever they give to you. And that can be a challenge, can it? You know, when somebody wants to give you charity and you're serving the Lord, you know, somebody wants to give you charity, especially when you're a rich American and you're going somewhere like India and they want to bless you by giving you something. How humbling that is. And you just don't want to take it. You're just like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm wealthy beyond imagination, I can tell, by being here amongst everybody and, and the way that they live and what they live on. And, and yet they want to give me, one time I was at an orphanage. They, at the orphanage, they fed the kids. They're pretty much the average Indian meal, what the average you know, person in the slums would eat, which was basically two bowls of rice a day, except at the orphanage, the kids actually got a little piece of chicken in the in second meal usually. And and I was at the orphanage and we're getting, we're eating with the kids and we got our little piece of chicken and our rice and that's what we're eating for dinner. And one of the kids wanted me to take a bite of his chicken. He wanted to share his chicken with me. And I was just like, oh man. And I did. Because I know that that kid's going to be rewarded for that generosity. But it just broke my heart. You know, he's given me all he has. And I think that's important. He says, whatever city you enter, they will receive you. Eat such things are set before you. <laughs> don't refuse to eat what they give you. And, and, uh, and don't, don't refuse. But also, and this is just, if you ever go on a mission trip, don't overeat. You know, especially if you're going to a third world country. You know, there's a difference between us and, and most of the world. The Western world and the rest of the world. And that is, is that we eat for pleasure. How many of you guys don't eat for pleasure? We eat for pleasure, they eat for survival. And so you have to keep that in mind. And so when somebody says something before you, you have to realize how offensive it would be to say, oh, I don't know if I can eat that. Or, oh, 
you know, or, ooh, I don't like this. Do you want it? And, and when we went to India, a group of us in 06, I was part of a group, and we had read a book called Foreign to Familiar, which, praise God, we did. And we got to understand some of these cultural differences and stuff. And so we were very careful about the food, not to say, you know, this is gross or I don't want it or I can't eat that. We just took everything they gave us. If somebody had a dietary thing, they would just give it to somebody else discreetly and just be quiet about it. And Guna came to our team and he says, you're the first team. In 13 years that they'd been sending teams to India, he says, you're the first team that, that you honor us. And, and nobody complained about the food. And he says, sometimes our feelings are so hurt because people don't like our food, but you, your whole team, you guys love our food. And we didn't. We didn't love their food. <laughs> some of it, yes. Some of it, no. But we just, we knew not to complain. You know, you take what's eat, you eat it, right? You don't overeat. You know, one thing we learned too in India, you take your portion and you eat everything on your plate except for a very small amount. Because if you eat it all, they'll fill your plate again. And if they fill your plate again and you don't eat it all, you don't dump it out because all the food that they're giving you is their food for the week. And you as an American could easily eat all their food for a week in one sitting. And so you, you eat the meal you have, you leave a little on the side, say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm full, oh, thank you so much. And, and then they'll take it and they'll save even that little bit and they'll eat that the rest of the week. They'll prepare everything and then they'll just kind of save it and parse it out for the rest of the week if you don't eat it all. So we just have to, we have to understand the culture and the rules that are for that thing. But then, you know, sometimes they're going to set something before you and you're going to be like, fish head what? I remember, I remember I was in El Paso, Texas and there was a family that actually they were from Mexico, but they, we were staying at their house and they gave us menudo. And I had never tried menudo. I I'd never eaten it before. And, you know, I was going to try it. You know, sure. Yeah, I'll try it. Beef tripe soup. It's beef stomach soup. Mm. And so I took a bite of that, and it, it tasted exactly like the basketball I had just gotten from Walmart. Exactly. I mean, like the smell and the texture and everything. I could have eaten in the basketball, and it would have been just as good. And I was just, I just ate it, and I smiled. Because I'd been reading the Gospel of Luke, actually. And I was eating, and I'm smiling, and I'm squeezing lots of lime into it. And they thought, he eats it just like a Mexican. Look at him. And I'm just smiling and eating. And I, I leave, and I'm like, you know, and my, my dad's like, man, you really liked that Malunudo, didn't you? And I was like, no, it was awful. He's like, why did you eat it? I said, because you're not supposed to refuse anything set before you. He was like, oh, they would. So he went and told them. <laughs> so embarrassed. So embarrassed. Just eat it. Verse 9, heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Re remember, he's sending them to cities he's going to be visiting. They're doing what the Sanhedrin had failed to do again. Proclaim the kingdom of God. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.